Welcome to Money Making Conversations. I am your host, Rashawn McDonald. Each Money Making Conversation talk show is about entrepreneurship and entertainment. I provide the consumer and business owner access to celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. I recognize that we all have different definitions of success. For some, it's a sizable paycheck. Mine is helping people wake up and inspiring them to accomplish their goals and live their very best life. These are my passions, and that's what I'm going to do for you. If you listen, if you believe and understand, I want you to stop tripping over small challenges and prepare to rise above the bigger obstacles that life presents to you. The Money Making Conversation interviews provide relatable information to the listener about career and financial planning, entrepreneurship, motivation, leadership, overcoming the odds, and how to live a balanced life. My next guest is a self-proclaimed original bad girl of comedy. You have seen her in A Star Star is Born, where she shared the screen with Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. Dola Knight is my name, starring comedy legend Eddie Murphy. She's also part of the cast of Coming to America 2, appearing in the sequel, I Got the Hookup 2, with my man Master P. Plus a new Showtime comedy special, which I just recently saw and laughed my butt off, called Funny Women of a Certain Age. And she was in two of my movies. That I executed to produce. Think like a man and think like a man too. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation for the very first time, Lunell. Hey. How you doing there, Lunell? <laughs> hey, listen, I gotta clarify something though. I'm not self-proclaimed the original bad girl of comedy. That <laughs> nickname was given to me. Okay. I would then. never be so cocky as to say that, but that name was given to me. Well, let's talk about that. What, what does that mean when you say the original bad girl of comedy that was given to you? What were you doing that made you get that name? Well, Rick Sullivan, who was a comedy promoter back I know in him. Oakland, mm-hmm. California. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rick gave me that name many, many years ago. And I guess he gave it to me because, you know, um, well, several reasons. I was a bad girl. I was a bad girl um, physically. You know, I used to do a lot of little bar fight like that. I was quick to slap because they said something wrong back in the day. I've calmed my trigger hand now, of course. Right, right. And, um, but also because I was really, really, um, I guess, bold in my statements and my delivery back in the day. And there wasn't a whole lot of women who were talking as reckless as I was then. That you know, there was there was there was people who had um, very um, direct uh, op- opinions, of course, you know. But when when as, as, as aggressive those, as you, when as aggressive as yeah, you, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I remember about you. You know, you you hit that stage. You were short. But you are a dynamite. You were die- you a powder keg out there, and you and and then <laughs> and you know you 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 command the stage too. You always could. Plus, you had that gravelly voice, which made people listen to you, and you and you were you were a character. And it really always, uh, like I say, the interesting thing about it is that uh, you know I've, I've I've watched your career. You know, I, I lived in L.A. from um, 1990. I finally moved to, law, to New York in 2005 and I started managing Steve Harvey in 2000. So I got I get to I got to see your career just like I got to see Kevin Hart's career and a lot of talented people who are right. who have risen to, to to levels that they are just exploding and really popular and recognizable, not only just in social media, but on television. And so, you know, when, when I when I reached out to my uh, staff to say I want to interview Lunell, you know, it's it you know, 
it wasn't about that I've never talked to you or I never I never sat down and never shook your hand. It's just that I've always been a fan of what you are accomplishing and who what you represent. And you represent on stage to me, honesty. Well, I thank you for that because I do try to keep it honest. It's just easier to be honest than it is to be fake and a liar. Mm-hmm. It's just easier to be that in my real life and in my stage persona. I've never been a jokey joke type of comic. I don't tell jokes like Michael Collier, I think is the king of joke telling. That's true. But mm-hmm. I don't I don't tell jokes. I tell stories like Cosby and like George Carlin and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so that's why it's always been hard for me to do something like Arsenio or 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 something where I have to be on network television where I have six minutes. Mm-hmm. My setup might take six. Right, 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 right. Yeah, that's been difficult for me, but I was able to do it because, you know, when you're presented with a challenge, you you need to step up and do it. You rise above it. I haven't been able to do it, but it's it's difficult for me. Well, the thing about it is that, how do you, as an an actress, how would you describe yourself? Are you a character actress? Are you a comedic actress? Or what type of actress are you? I'm basically a comedic actress, but I did a lot of theater before I ever did film and television. So I have done musicals and I have done dramatic acting. And I, there's only one movie I think I've done where I really was straight dramatic and not comedic at all. And that was Never Die Alone. Robbie Reed cast me in Never Die Alone with DMX. Mm-hmm. You know, DMX is no joke. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, the, so that was all about drugs and murder and stuff like that. So I never did any comedy in that, but I call myself a comedic actress because it's just, I, my mind is wired so that I see the humor in a lot of things and that's my comfort zone. But I'm sure that at some point in time, my career, I will <clears throat> be approached to do dramatic uh, acting again. And I always have the problem. I think that if I go too deep, that I may not come back out. You know, if I had to uh, play, you know, if I had to do something in like Selma or if I had to do something in uh, like, you know, Roots or something like that, I think mm-hmm. it'd be difficult for me to go home and turn that off at night. And, you know? Right, right. right. A lot I'm of people say that. They can get too deep into the character. I'm speaking to Lunell, uh, the original Bad Girl comedy. Um, she starred in such movies that you're familiar with, A Star is Born, Ladies Gaga, Bradley Cooper, that incredible movie. Dolomite is my name, Eddie Murphy. I love that movie. We're going to talk about that in a minute. And coming into the much anticipated Coming to America 2, uh, you never left the stage as a stand-up. You have a comedy special that you can catch right now with uh, called The Funny, Funny Women of, of a Certain Age. That's, and uh, you have a couple of movies that are coming up as well. Let's talk. Let's go back and talk about See, to me, you're just naturally funny to me. So if somebody gives you a serious line, the way you just twist words, the way you look, it can come out funny. And so so you're telling me that when you were cast on In A Star Is Born, you were cast in for comedy relief? No. If you remember, I only really had about seven seconds of screen time in A Star Is Born. And that was strictly because I have a relationship with Bradley Cooper and he said, "I, you know, I want to throw the nail in here. And Bradley, want, Bradley loves comedians. I mean, there was Andrew Dice Clay was in that movie. <laughs> right. And so Dave was Chappelle. Dave Chappelle. 
mm-hmm. and myself and Eddie Griffin. Right. So it was just a little quick cameo. I, you know, I wasn't, I definitely wasn't put in there for comic relief because I wasn't in there long enough. But most of the pictures that I do get cast in, that's, that's what I'm there for. I'm going to just tell you this. I wasn't in the movie. There's a whole lot of people were in there for one second in A Star is Born, Lunell. Okay. You, yeah. you were in the movie. Okay. And, and, yeah. and, and got a credit in the movie. And uh, guess yeah. what? I saw you in the movie because I saw the movie three times. You know, I'm one of those people. Yeah. I see a beginning of it, then I see the middle, then I catch the end, then I come back and see the whole movie and go, "Wow, I missed that part." So I saw you in the movie, and so I always tell me one thing. I always knew about you, even though you never spoke to me, you never saw me. I saw a humble person. Did I did I misread you? No, you didn't misread me. Um, and uh, I think that one of the only reasons that we really never spoke to Sean is because whenever I saw you, most of the time you were so immersed in the Steve Orb. You know, I was, right. at, mm-hmm. I was at the Kings of Comedy mm-hmm. show and mm-hmm. and I would be backstage. And, you know, it ain't like, listen, it ain't like Steve didn't talk to me either. <laughs> so <laughs> it wasn't like... You know, you ignore me, but there was just so much around them at the moment right. that there wasn't time for us to click. Right, um, right. I, I, I know that, um, you know, it's easiest for me to be in the comedy zone. Right. I know that I can do dramatic acting because, like I said, I did theater before I ever did um, comedy. anything else. Mm-hmm. Yes. But um, my, my uh, you know, a Star is Born, I was in two Academy Award nominated films. Mm-hmm. A Star is Born was nominated for the Academy Award. Mm-hmm. I was able to go to the Golden Globes. I was able to go to the SAG Awards. Mm-hmm. And so was Borat. You know, people mm-hmm. forget about Borat. All right, talk to us so, about that, because that really was your big moment, right? Borat? Well, yeah, but black black people didn't latch on to Borat and still have not. The, some side, but most didn't. That was like a big thing, you know, that got me a lot of attention in Europe. And stuff like that, because Sasha being from, you know, uh, London, I believe, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. you know, was really big with the whole Ali G thing and everything like that. Plus, on the same time that Borat came out, I was on tour with Cat Williams. Mm-hmm. So it's like I had a black audience <laughs> right. and then I had this white one. Right. And then the other thing that was up about doing Borat was that six months after the film came out, I, I, I was under gag order. I couldn't tell nobody that I wasn't a prostitute because I would breach my contract. And here in L.A., you could be talking to anybody in a bar. You say like that, which you don't know. is They work for the movie company or they sleep with somebody who worked for a movie company and they'll tell and then, you know, you're in trouble. So for six months when I went out, there was people who see me in a bar and they'd be like, that's that prostitute. And you could deny movie. it. Right. That's amazing. That's amazing. I also didn't get to do any of the promotional stuff. Sasha and Ken Davidian, who played Azamat, they got to go on, you know, Jay Leno. They got to go on this. They got to go on that and talk about the movie. And I didn't get to do any of that stuff. So I could have been there and had my quote unquote Tiffany Haddish moment. Mm-hmm. But I get I got shut down a couple of times. You know, We're going to be right back. When we come back, I, I saw you when you did your appearance on Jimmy Kimmel. 
Okay, when you walked mm-hmm. out there, yeah. and I want to yeah. talk about that because it's amazing. My my life is such a cool life. I I get to see people and see them grow, and and I can see the seed. I can I can remember just watching Kevin Hart just go from stage to stage to stage to stage to stage, and and watching you and and there's many other comedians. I I, I did Def Comedy Jam with Dave Chappelle. It's it's just looking at life in the 2020, and you are living the life, young lady. Despite these pandemic times, when we come back, we're gonna speak more. More about her career, more about this platinum blonde hair, these manicured long nails. I'm talking to Lunell. Be right back with more Money Making Conversations. Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald. You're listening to Money Making Conversations. I have Lunell, fabulous stand-up comedian. I've followed and looked at over the years and watched her career blossom. And last year, uh, this great movie came out called Dolonite Is My Name, starring my man Eddie Murphy. Uh, uh, it's kind of interesting because I'm a former stand-up comedian, so Dolomite had an impact on me. And so, so watching that movie is almost kind of like watching a bit of my life because I know where I met Dolomite. I performed with Dolomite. And so he had a place in my heart, and and I got to grow. And then I got to see you, Lunell, performing a very, very funny character uh, opposite Eddie Murphy and hold your own. When you go, Eddie Murphy is kind of like the Michael Jordan of stand-up comedy to me. Okay. So when you share in a screen with somebody like Eddie Murphy, do you what are your thoughts when you when you get cats in a role like that? Do you are you nervous? Do you feel you have to step up? Do you do you what 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 are your thoughts right there, Lunell? Well, <clears throat> I must say that had I not already had a relationship with Eddie. It would have been a total mind, mind, you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. he is the GOAT. Like, for me, there's Richard and there's Eddie in that order. Mm-hmm. And then there's everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew Eddie socially. I'd been to parties with Eddie and stuff like that. And Eddie knew me because I was very good friends with Charlie. Right. Charlie, rest in peace. Charlie, back Mm-hmm. Charlie and I made movie together. Charlie and I did projects together. Charlie and I, you know, would kick it together. I went to go see him during the black and brown comedy get down mm-hmm. with him and DL and George Lopez and Sandra. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so Eddie knew, knew me like for years. And I even have pictures here in the house with me and Eddie and all of that. Also, I knew Rudy as well. Mm-hmm. I, I just was had in my hand the Rudy Ray Moore Dolomite bobblehead that Rudy gave me. Rudy gave me a bobblehead. He gave me a back scratcher. <laughs> he gave me some albums that were rated 5X, like not triple X, like 5X. Mm-hmm. And he gave me his whole video collection, Petey Wheatstraw, The Devil's Son-in-Law, and, and uh, Dolomite is my name. I mean, Dolomite and... um you know, the like three others. So <clears throat> one of the things I knew for a fact is that Rudy did not want to be forgotten, you know? Right. And when they, my agent came to me and was like, we got an audition for you today. And the movie is called Dolomite is my name. And I said, Dolomite? Who the f- making a movie about Dolomite? Is this for real? Are you serious? And they were like, yeah. And, um, then they told me that it started Eddie Murphy, and I was like, get out of here. I know I'm not going to get to work with Eddie. Like, come on. 
Y'all just jerking my chain. You must have right. got people you want to audition, and mm-hmm. you just need to, you know, whatever. Just running people through the anyway, room. Just running them through the room. Yeah, they know who just, they got. Yeah. They know who they want. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So I went to the audition, and actually the audition that I, the part I was auditioning for was the part of Lady Reed, not the part that I Queen got. Queen B? Yes. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. I, I auditioned for that role, and I had seven callbacks. We even did a screen test with the wig and with the outfit and everything like that. As it turns out, the role went to Divine Joy Randolph, which is fine. I think she did a fine oh, job. Oh, yeah. As Queen B? Yes, she did. And I like her. Yes, yeah, she's an old theater actress. That's why nobody knows who she is, because theater is great, but you can you can do eight shows a week for 10 years on Broadway and do 30 minutes on television, and more people will know you in that 30 minutes than will will in the 10 years you were on Broadway. Mm-hmm. That's just a fact. Right. So Devon Joy Randolph is a theater actress. Then Craig Brewer, who had done Hustle and Flow and did Dolomite Is My Name and has directed Coming to America, The Quest, Craig uh, liked me so much that he didn't want to let me go. And and he saw my, my dimensions and everything like that, knew I could take direction after auditioning seven times. So he gave me the part of Eddie's aunt. So I was very, very happy to have that because I didn't have to share the room with a bunch of cast. It was just Eddie and myself, Eddie and myself. And I had a great time. Then fast forward to Craig Brewer's now doing Coming to America. And I didn't have to audition for that. Craig Congratulations. Me in. So I'm very happy to be in two Eddie Murphy movies back to back. And this Coming to America sequel is going to blow everybody's mind. I was just telling my um, Instagram live audience earlier that there's some fake flyers going around about Coming to America. They had Tiffany Haddish on them. Tiffany's not in the movie. They said it's coming out August 7th. It doesn't come out till December. Mm -hmm. They said it's Coming to America 2. It's called Coming to America The Quest. So there's fake flyers going around. Don't believe that. But the sequel to Coming to America is one of the most amazing films that I've ever been on. Of course, we filmed on Tyler Perry's old studio and the new studio. Mm-hmm. I got a tour of the lot. I got to see the sound stages. It was so prideful and so amazing. Plus, when you're watching Coming to America in the living room 30 years ago, you can't even fathom that there's going to be a sequel 30 years later and you'll be in it. Mm-hmm. That's why when they say God can dream dreams bigger, God got bigger plans for you than you could ever dream. It's true, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was very um, lucky to be in this film mm-hmm. along with the great John Amos and oh, yeah. with James Earl Jones mm-hmm. and, you know, Vanessa Bell Calloway. Mm-hmm. And there's so many of the people that were in it before, mostly all the people that were in it before are in it this time. The only person who passed away was the great Matt Sinclair who played Prince Akeem's mother. Right. And then there's cameos and other roles by other people that I can't say mm-hmm. is giving me a hemorrhoid because I got the pictures <laughs> in my phone that I want to drop. <laughs> and I've had them for almost a year now. And I'm like, oh, I want to share these pictures. I want to just show them and I can't do it. That's but awesome. it's going to be amazing. It's really, really, really a wonderful experience. I'm blessed. One of the great things on Barack, you couldn't promote, but you could promote Dolomite is my name. I'm yes. watching Jimmy Kimmel. Because they were, I saw a promotion. Said Lunell, they pre-promoted you was going to be on the show. Yes. 
And when you yeah. came, when he introduced you and you came out in that beautiful dress, what ran through your mind? Because I, you know, I, I've been, I, I, I have come out on stage. I've been introduced like that, never at the level that you was introduced, because you was, you was introduced as a star on a major late night television successful show. Talk, walk us through those steps emotionally, um, uh, and when you sat down and did the interview, and the crowd reacting to you, Lunell. Well, you know, I had also prior to the interview on Kimmel. I had been lucky enough to obtain a residency at his comedy club in Las Vegas. Absolutely. But some of the people got a chance to see me mm-hmm. before the shutdown. Mm-hmm. Um, I was at Jimmy Kimmel's comedy club in Las Vegas every Sunday night at 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. So we had been talking to them about the fact that, yo, I'm Jimmy's resident. Like I'm here every week. You know, most people come in, they may do a weekend, they may go somewhere or something like that. But they, I was there every Sunday, every Sunday at 10 PM. Mm-hmm. So when it came through to my agent said, yeah, we're going to be able, you know, you're going to be able to do the show. I was just elated because I've always pictured myself sitting at the desk. You know, if it wasn't Carson, then I thought it'd be Leno. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't Leno, then I thought it'd be Letterman. If it wasn't Letterman, I didn't know what was going to happen, but I did get a chance to walk out there from behind the curtain in an outfit that I was very proud to wear by a black designer named Angela Dean. I was able to, you know, be my witty self. I didn't have to do stand up. No, I just was able to sit there and, you know, be me. And, um, it was great. You know, Jimmy's very kind. He's a very kind person. And, um, he was very into me. He make you feel very important. Mm-hmm. You know, I was low key flirting like I always do. Yes, yes, and very cute at it. Very cute at it. <laughs> <laughs> showing those nails, showing those nails. <laughs> yeah, all that stuff. So it was, um, it was a wonderful, wonderful experience, and I'm glad that I have the tape. You know, the my daughter was there with me. I had uh, my crew that day was. My agent, my manager, my stylist, my daughter, mm-hmm. and um, Glodine White, mm-hmm. the late Barry White's wife. She's my very dear friend. So she was backstage with her sister, Linda. And, um, yeah, and a couple of more people that I loved. And so I did have a crew, and it was it was great. You know, we celebrated after we went to Yamashiro's, back when you could find dine mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And um, and uh, it was um, you know, it was dream come true. Well, you know, <laughs> it, 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 and that, that's why that's, that's why I was excited about it. You know, when you when you came out there, I saw people standing for you. I'm assuming there may have been some of your crew members say, "Girl, you did it! You did it! You did it!" And then you sit down like a star, like you you belong there. You belong there, and I, and I know this. And I'm not. This is not the end of your journey. It's the start of a even bigger journey. Uh, how are you dealing with this pandemic now, my friend? Before we get out of here, <laughs> I was made for quarantine. Trust me, <laughs> I haven't had I haven't had three, you know, almost three months to get any rest mm-hmm. in the thirty years that I've been doing stand up. Right, and I I haven't even had this much time to lay around at home with my husband. Right, because I was always working from the time that you know I started 
doing stand-up in Long Beach, and they went back to Oakland, where I'm from, and was working on the Soul Beat Television Network, and then came back out to L.A. and did more stand-up, and went on tour with Kat, and started my own tour, and got the resurrection. I, we don't get 90 days, 90 days right. to lay at home. Mm-hmm. It's not like I'm laying on the beaches of Tahiti. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm at home. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we've gotten real creative. I started my YouTube show. Thank you. For anybody out there who's interested in YouTube or has my Instagram, you can click the link in the bio. It's called Hey Lunell, H-E-Y-L-U-E-N-E-L-L. It mm-hmm. comes on live every Wednesday. Uh, from three to four Pacific time. Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know, you get creative when you're at the house. And I've been cooking and doing the mommy thing and doing the wifey thing. I told my husband the other day, I said, I will be going back to work. So enjoy this while you can, because I'm a movie star. While you, <laughs> I love it. She is the original <laughs> bad girl of comedy. You've seen her in Dolomite. You've seen her in Barat. She is a queen to me. I've I've seen her from afar, and it's great talking to you, Lunell, and your resume. Now, when when uh, when coming to America come back out in the fall, can I get you back on the show? Oh, you will want to. Yes, absolutely. And then I'll tell you some of the backstory about some stuff. So we have some real, real, real. Um, memorable memorable uh, times well I'm going to bring you back Uh, thank you for doing my show and I know that I consider you a blessing I consider you a gift and I and a, and a hard worker, and that's why I wanted to bring you on my show, Money Making Conversation. It's about entrepreneurship and entertainment, and I wanted to let people know there's no time frame to success. But one thing you have to do is keep working hard and stay focused. And if you, the blessings will happen based on how much you're willing to put in to the thing that you call your dream. Thank that's you, Lenny. Right. Thank, Thank you, Rashad. Thanks, and I hope I hope when this is over, I hope I get to see you. Face to face, and we'll, you know, talk to back. I will do that, my friend. If you want to hear more episodes of Money Making Conversations, go to moneymakingconversations.com. I'm Rashawn McDonald. I'm your host. <laughs>